This is Bet MGM Tonight, live from BetQL. Hour number two, Bet MGM Tonight begins right now, live from the BetQL studios in Washington, D.C. Ryan Horvat in tonight. PJ Glasser in with me. Trista and Nick with the week off. Not going to lie, PJ, I actually forgot where both of them are uh, because I'm a selfish person that only cares about myself and my own bets, which tonight, by the way, your Orioles letting me down, yeah, killing not, me tonight. Not 5-1 great. Dodgers. Not great. Stranded not great. Runners. Yeah, Tyler Wells killing got pulled, me. so we got Cole Irvin in the game, which means the Dodgers are going to score at least nine runs. So we're screwed. we're screwed. We're yeah, screwed. What'll help, though, is the uh, BetMGM three-ball challenge, the stuff that golfers' dreams are made of. You and three guests could be teeing off at one of the most legendary courses if you top the ranks of our PGA three-ball challenge. Take your swing at this free-to-play challenge by revealing your roster of golfers for each week's tournament. Big one, big major coming up this weekend, obviously. Going to talk about that here shortly. The players with the best-performing golfers will snag awesome weekly prizes. Also be entered for a shot to win the the end-of-the-season grand prize, a foursome at TPC Sawgrass, plus $3,000 in withdrawable bonus dollars to be used for travel, accommodations, and food and beverage. Be the ball. And play for keeps with the king of sports books. Here's how you participate, PJ. You log into your BetMGM sports account during an entry period within the promotional period as described in the below terms and conditions. You go to promotions tab on your BetMGM sports account to access the 2023 BetMGM three ball challenge. And you can spin up to three times to lock in your roster. One entry per customer. One entry, Peach. One entry. Don't try to screw him over. Good to know. Just kidding. All right, let's talk a little bit about the Open. Let's do it right now with Jeff Feinberg. He joins us right now, Mediomedia.net. Jeff, how you been, man? I'm I'm doing very well, guys. Last major of the season. Last chance for me to lose to lose a lot of money responsibly before week one. Like this is my last big chance, you know, to give it what I got. Not football. if you not if you cash another Victor Hovland, Jeff. Oh, that's the plan, PJ. That on, is man. the plan. Jeff, I that had Bobby is... Mack. I had Bobby Mack at the Scottish, Jeff. That was rough. That that's... was rough last week. Oh, brutal. That that stings. That, <laughs> it was that stings. It was Watch it Rory go though. blackout. To, oh, to my God. You down there. Yeah. Ridiculous. So, Jeff, let's start off with the course. Uh, you know, we saw Rory win here in 2014. What should people know about the course here coming up this weekend? Uh, we should know the course. It's uh, it's about seventy three yards longer now. It's a par seventy one. They changed the par five to a par four. It's just under seventy four hundred yards total, which does make it shorter for you know, relative purposes for major championship layouts. But OB lurks everywhere here. Uh, there have been a lot of fun pictures going around the internet showing you just how almost an unfair bounce, you know, hard kick. Right or left could, could cross you into a white stake, and I believe those white stakes, your ball only has to be like touching any part of that white line, even if it's on the inbound side of it. If it's touching it, sort of like crossing that goal line, like that's, I mean, it's no good uh, in that sense. So, landmines, it's a course essentially filled with landmines, long and straight. I know that works a lot of layouts here, but you could get away. Week in, week out on the PGA Tour, it's frustrating how much these guys can get away with huge misses. That doesn't seem to be the case this week at all at Hoylake. 
Jeff, the biggest problem I have with betting the Open Championship, and I think the thing that's the toughest, is obviously these courses so much depend on if the wind's blowing or not. And I see a lot of people this week like a guy like Morikawa, and we both know that he can tend to struggle in the wind from time to time. So how do you like build that into your handicap? When you're building a card for the Open Championship compared to like other PGA Tour events, is that something that you account for? Are there certain guys that... You you bet, but you're also hoping that maybe the weather doesn't turn out to be a certain way this week? Okay, so that's 100% uh, the most prudent thing to do with an open championship is maybe even wait as long as you can, get as accurate a weather forecast as you can, and and play to a draw advantage. Some of us in the content game, uh, you know, you ju- we just like to make the picks. That being said, you're right, PJ. There are variables here that don't really exist week in, week out on the PGA Tour that you really could get screwed by. Like, you could just get dusted uh, almost like as you're seeing other guys tee off, knowing your guy is going to have to play in something. So that's part of it, and that's, you know, it's not fun, but it's part of, like, the wild card of betting the Open Championship. That is sort of at play in any moment. Outside of like wanting a winning ticket myself, there's nothing I hate more when we get to these huge tournaments and we don't have what I like to refer to as like wave integrity. You know, I hate that. Like I, I want full wave integrity. It's hard to get at an open championship though. How do you feel about Morikawa coming into the weekend? Played him, there was a 35 to one out there. Obviously ball striking really important, but how do you feel? Um, I like pain, so I'm going to do it to myself one last time. I figure for the year. Yeah, so that's a bet I didn't make. I looked at it. I could see. I could see why it makes total sense. There's a lot of similarities here, uh, and maybe even the conditions are setting up familiar to what Colin, like uh, you know, ran white hot at St. George's a few years ago. Very accurate off the tee, which will be so important. It's an iron game. Can he? Can he hit the putts? Um, I see it. I'm in the range of Morikawa. It's not a bet that I made. It's not a player. I necessarily want to fade. He hasn't won since, um, so that would be nice to see him get get off the mat. But I am not. I am. I, I like to bet guys who've never won majors as much. <laughs> yeah. One of those guys, Jeff, who I actually like this week, and it's strictly just because of the price, is Tony Finau. I walked into the studio on Monday and I looked at Ryan and I said, "There are some books out there hanging a sixty to one." On Tony, And you know, I mean, he's pretty good in the open. Finished top 15 three of the last four years. What are your thoughts on Tony this week? So uh, I love Tony Finau, and he sort of fits the narrative that I've created, that the books, like, just... It almost feels like they've created a whole card of suckers' bets. And I'm a sucker. Like, I'm in this candy store, and I'm just buying all the lollipops I can. Finau, 70-1. to with yeah. his major track record. I know he hasn't closed the job, but you're not asking me to pay 33, 35 to one anymore for Tony to pull it off. It's 70 to one. Could fit that easily into my side pocket of outright tickets. He's a fantastic win player. Right. So that element shows up. That's something you could count on. I'm a believer uh, in Tony Finau. But yeah, I mean, there were Hideki Matsuyama, 100 to ones on you know Sunday night, Monday morning. I am of the belief that the books are like distracting me with these big numbers and neon lights and Scotty Scheffler might just be, you know, ready to to take all our money. But yeah, uh, yeah, I like you was very attracted to that Tony Finau 60, 65 to one 70s on offshores. Like it's Mm. crazy.
Even seeing Justin Thomas right now at BetMGM 66-1, to he's been a mess. He's missing cuts. He looks like a disaster, but still, I mean, it's just kind of crazy seeing him at that price. How far down the board did you go? Like you said, man, I feel like anything else other than Rory, Scotty, or Rahm's probably a donation this week. Uh, how far down the board did you go as far as outrights? So long shots that I guess I couldn't resist. I don't really consider them long shots. I mentioned that Hideki Matsuyama, 100-1, to are just such a great long iron player. Uh, the driving has been more accurate than long, and that could come into play this week. And Corey Connors, I mean, it's a fellow Canadian. I know closing the job is a huge ask, but there are 100 to ones, and that guy just hits it straight as an arrow, uh, attacks with long irons. And, you know, it's laughable to say, like, he won twice in Texas, but hey, that's a windy condition place. You got to win in San Antonio. Maybe feel comfortable there. Uh, that that is another one for me this week. Corey Connors at a hundred to one. That's almost as deep as I've gone, and you know that's just those are just some bombs. Your thoughts on Cam Smith, Jeff? Obviously, the defending champ won at St Andrews. I told Ryan I'm fading Cam. I even might bet him to miss the cut this week. Uh, we both know unbelievable iron player, probably best short game in the world, but he struggles off the tee, and I think that could really hurt him here. What are your thoughts on Cam? Yeah, so I, I am with you, I guess, of the players that would be under 20 to 1. Um, or just so you ask me who I'm fading of the, the really good players, it probably is Cam Smith. You mentioned it, off the tee. Outside of off the tee, you can make the case he's the best player in the world. But off the tee on a landmine-filled course uh, just is not the place I want to play him. He got away with a lot of misses at, at St. Andrews last year. You will not get away with those this year. You will pay the price at this golf course. Um, although there are correlations to Sawgrass success in here, it's almost amazing how he won it at the Players' Championship at Sawgrass with all the landmines we know that exist everywhere on that golf course. But, yeah, no, Cam Smith trying to defend the title. He would be my fate. I agree, PJ. How do you feel about Brooks this week at 20-1? to 1? From, like, a 40,000 you know, foot view, eye in the sky, down below. Brooks has to be the fairest number on the board. I mean, there's 20, 22 to 1 out there on Brooks Kepka. I didn't bet it. And, you know, when the guys who bet it win on, on Sunday, they'll feel like this is an easy game. Y'all are stupid. And, and I will feel that way. But, you know, from the outside looking in, the guy contends pretty much everywhere. Even the majors, he doesn't win. He's right there. Should be comfortable in Lynx golf, especially, you know, where it's about avoiding landmines and his mental strength and sort of having these, not to say other golfers don't, you know, have a strategy, but he really does have a plan of attack and executes it beautifully. Seems like a fair number for, for the alpha. What's your favorite bet this week? It can be an outright. It can be a top 10, top 20. It can be a head-to-head -head matchup. It could be top European player, top American if you had to make one bet this week, what would you say is your favorite? Outside of Victor Hovland to win um, <laughs> this week, it would probably be something investing in Dustin Johnson. Mm. Uh, on the ladder of Dustin Johnson, elite off the tee, elite long iron play. Uh, top live, I've seen as high as plus 550. You know, We mentioned that Cam Smith feels like a fade for us. Maybe Brooks can get nipped here. I know there's guys, you know, behind that seem like good fits. But, yeah, I, that that's a weird one I kind of pulled out. You put me on the spot. Dustin Johnson, top live player, would be something I like a lot. 
What other outrights have you played? And you talked about Decky a little bit. Anything else that you liked for this weekend? Yeah, so I played um, Hideki and Connors were my bombs, and I've played uh, Victor Hovland. I have all my futures, and this isn't the responsible way to look at it, but I made those bets four months ago. That's like telling me like I lost the bet on March Madness. Like that money, it feels like it's gone. So that, I don't want to call it a free roll, but I don't know. I've mentally convinced myself that. Played the really big Cantley numbers uh, offshore on on Sunday night. I couldn't resist. I th- saw 33s, 35s. I mean, we're, we can't make fun of it. It's not like the 18 to 1s. Like, no, it seems like a fair number for a guy who's straight as an arrow off the tee. And Dustin Johnson, 40 to 1. And it, honestly, if I had to go up top, like if John Rahm could keep just bumping up, maybe I could get tempted into that. Like he is a giant lurking uh, among all the Scotty and Rory hype. I truly do believe that. And driver guys, I think it's going to be a weapon this week. The guy who wins this tournament will have used his driver as a weapon. For all this talk of like Tiger didn't hit a driver, you can really take, if you're confident and you're hitting it on a line, you could really make do some huge damage on Lynx courses with that driver. And I think with the new technology in it, someone's going to figure it out this week. That's my lean. Jeff, got about a minute left. Last guy I wanted to ask you about is Ricky Fowler. Playing great golf. He won at the Rocket Mortgage three weeks ago. He's pretty good on Lynx courses. You think Ricky has a chance this week? I hope so. It won't have my money. I'll melt for him like everyone else if he wins. Like so many people out there from 2014, 13 to like 2019, I probably bet Ricky at this number or shorter in 15 majors. Lost them all. I don't feel like betting him like five points longer than he was at the Rocket a month ago. I just don't. But I'll be so happy for him if he wins. Seems like a lovely course fit. What about Phil? Second place at the Masters since then, tied for 58th, I believe, at the PGA Championship, and then missed the cut at the U.S. Open. Any chance he at least makes the cut? I hadn't even thought about him once. Uh, <laughs> 200 to 1. <laughs> yeah, no, he's so out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, of course he can, of course he can make the cut, but no, landmines. He doesn't like, like, he sprays it. There's no chance he doesn't, like, make huge numbers, in my opinion. Thanks, Jeff. You're the man. Have a good weekend. Thanks, Jeff. All the best. Enjoy it. Jeff Feinberg right there. <laughs> Mayo Media. Yeah, I, I, thought, some, his, I thought his I screen saw some, froze. I saw <laughs> some cut specials with Phil. Oh, man. That was awesome.